Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the DBC Show. Coming to you from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined this week by my good friends from the DBC store, Mr. Jerry Saito. Hello, everybody. Via Skype, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Paul Krieger. Hey, guys. And uh, Fiesco. Welcome home. So welcome, folks. As you can see, Jerry, Fiasco, and I are here in the studio, at least for now. These COVID cases keep spiking here. We're going to have to go back to doing everything on Skype. But for right now, we're here. So hope your week is off to a good start. Uh, before we get started, just a reminder, this show is brought to you by dbcstore.com. If you like the content that we put out all across our sites, uh, this show, um, the, D, uh, the DBC Fan Facebook group, which if you're not a part of, Please go and join. We'll make sure links are in the show notes below. Um, all the content we put on dbcfan.com. Um, that's because of our partnership with DBC Store. So please show your support if you're interested in buying a contract, uh, if you're interested in renting points, if you're interested in selling your contract, maybe upgrading to something else. Give these guys a call, one 800 Five five zero six four nine three. You got it. I just needed you to get me started. <laughs> um, so one eight hundred five five zero six four nine three is where you can call or dbcstore.com. All right. So this week we're going to talk about and we're going to have a ch- chat. You and I, okay? You and me are going to have a chat about this poll. The poll put up on dbcfan.com a couple weeks ago. Best and worst DBC casual dining restaurants. Now, I've been a little distracted lately, I'll admit. I've got a lot going on, and, and I, I didn't didn't have a chance to take a look at this until right before we started this show. So we are going to have to have a chat about this list. Number 10. Notice there were other, other ones that didn't make... The list, but this was um, asking best casual dining at DVC resorts, and you weighed in. How is it possible that number ten on this list is Geyser Point? I don't know if like COVID got your brain or. You just haven't made it over to Wilderness Lodge, so you don't know about it, which I don't know. I think that would be more upsetting to me than, you know, brain trauma. Um, But I got 5% of the vote. And look, folks, I eat at all these places. I review all these places. I'm telling you, no way should this this restaurant be, this location be at number 10. This should be. This should be filling in the top five at, at least, yeah. if not the top three. Anybody disagree with me? If you pointed your finger at me and said best casual dining at a DVC resort, my head would instantly go to Geyser Point. It would be up there. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that I'd rank it number one. I think. I think folks got it right in the one and two spot. Yeah. Honestly, on this, but certainly not number ten, Paul. I I remember. I think it was the first time that we actually uh, hung out at, at Walt Disney World. It was you. Uh, fiasco, um, and Sean. we ate at Guys. Wasn't Point. Sean there? And, yeah. Uh, no, maybe not. Maybe not that time. St- I think Steve was there. That was it. Um, 
But um, we had the bison burger there, and I remember all of us basically fighting over the bison burger uh, to finish it off because it was so good. And and I mean, it it is up there in some of my top top restaurants. So uh, I'm very surprised that this ended up at number ten. So I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that the only reason this is here is because people haven't tried it. So you have an assignment for me now. Next time you're at Walt Disney World, go out of your way. Go out of your way. And then once I've given you time to do that, we're going to do this again. And we're going to see if you get it right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with the group that has not tried it yet. We did a show, I don't know, six months, eight months ago. Talked about Geyser Point. Talked about the burgers, the bison burger. And I literally wanted to leave here and go there to try it. Oh, you didn't. I've, I've yet to try it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the ambiance of the resort, I mean, the idea of, of, of a bison burger sounds delicious. So I'm, I'm game. I just haven't been there yet. And that's the thing is it's not gamey. <laughs> you know, I'll just make that little segue. Um, you might be game, but the burger isn't. Um, it's a great burger because uh, normally that would turn me off because I don't like gamey food. And I hear bison, I'm thinking gamey. Not at all. Now. How that came in at number 10, and Ohana came in at number 9, what? Um, 6% of the vote went to Ohana. Now, look, I get it. I do like Ohana for dinner, but we've talked on the show, on the dining show, many, many times about, you know, the service challenges there, Um, you know, and... I also wonder now, like, when they do reopen <clears throat> Ohana, what's that going to look like? You know? Um, they're not going to be able to rush out because they're not going to have enough people. <laughs> so they're not going ha- to be able to do the whole, you know, here's your food. you got 30 minutes. Go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> routine that has uh, seemed to permeate the service level there. So um, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, a lot of complaints about Ohana at the Polynesian, uh, people being rushed through their meals. Um, And it's been pervasive, and instead of getting better, got worse. Um, So Ohana comes in number nine, 6%. Number eight, again, how you're putting this above Geyser Point, Cape May Cafe, 7%. Now, on this one, here's the, the wiggle room I'll give. People who love seafood love this restaurant. I am not a seafood eater, so I am a bad judge on this. So from my perspective, not being a seafood eater, I would not have put this ahead of Geyser Point. But I assume the rest of you eat seafood? I do. I When we went to Cape May Cafe, I felt it to be like just kind of mediocre seafood, to be honest. Um <coughs> And that's coming from a, a taste like a taste of New England, uh, like right on the shore seafood. Um, but I can still find it's not DVC, but I go to Boathouse and get seafood at the Boathouse, and I find it to be at my level of quality I, I want from seafood. Cape May falls a little short for me, though. Yeah, I would agree. I think the Cape May is good, but it's not great. And the the seafood, you know, it's it's okay. I feel like it's been frozen and thawed out, and you're not really getting the best quality. The Boathouse, I agree. On the other hand, that's that's very very high standard, very good quality. If you've ever gone on like a a, a beach vacation to like a a touristy beach town, this remind Cape May reminds me of sort of the place that's the tourist trap in the town. 
the, the local buffet. Yes, they have some fresh seafood options. It's not the best seafood at Walt Disney World by any means. Um, but I can tell you, I mean, uh, my wife, Amy, it's one of her favorite uh, restaurants on property. It, it fits the beach club theming and um, it's not terrible. And, you know, and I will say like, you know, not being a seafood eater, I was impressed with the options that were available for me there. And when we did our review, we gave it a good review. Um, and this was recently, this was last year, I believe. Yep. I gave it a good review. So I don't think there's a bad restaurant. Um, <clears throat> but I want you to, and especially breakfast, the breakfast buffet, which again, this is another restaurant. We're not going to see this restaurant for a while, um, unless they're going to convert this to table service because, these buffets are not going to open anytime soon. But the breakfast, I will say, was always very good there. Character interaction at that breakfast was always very good. But if we're going food, if we're comparing food to food, this and Geyser Point, no. No, not even close. Um, number seven, I can get on board with this. I can get on board with this. I'm surprised I'm saying that. But number seven with 7% Grand Floridian Cafe. And for the long time, I hated Grand Floridian Cafe because the food was horrible. And then when we did the famous hotel review, not the DVC one, but the hotel review of the Grand Floridian, where I melted down. Yeah. I melted down on how bad that hotel was. Um, I was in, I felt like I was in bizarro world on that trip because here the flagship resort, Disney's flagship resort was terrible. The room was terrible. The service was terrible. It was terrible. And then I go and we have a dinner at the Grand, uh, the Grand Floridian Cafe because we were hungry. My mother was hungry. And you feed Madeline when she's hungry. Because <laughs> you don't want to see that, that sweet little old lady, this sweet little old 90-year-old Italian lady. You don't want to see her hangry. Um, so I went to Grand Floridian Cafe for dinner. We did a review there. It was wonderful. It was so good. And we went back the next day and had brunch. And it was so good. It was wonderful. And then I went back again a month later for dinner. And it was so good. Um, so I can get on board with this. Yep. Uh, they've definitely changed a lot around. I think, uh, when we talk about buffets closing, there's a lot of buffets on Disney property that are not coming back. And I don't think, I don't think we're ever going to see them come back or at least not for a very, very long time. Um, restaurants like this are really going to have to step into that void. Do you think they're going to do like a, somebody standing in front of the food at the buffet to serve you rather than have people coming through like I a think trough? right now, right now, how do you social distance a buffet? Even if somebody's feeding you, serving yeah. you, how do you social distance a buffet? Um, the only way to do Some, that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paul. Something that I've, that I've read online a couple of times, people alluding to is uh, potentially transitioning a lot of the buffet restaurants to um, – sort of the family style table service uh, that we see uh, around property at other locations. Um, it would take away the buffet aspect of things um, and would leave that exposure of the food at least limited to that immediate party that you have at the table with you. That's going to be the only option. That's going to be the only option. 
Um, so I think you are going to see that transition, but I also think um, I think it's going to be a while before we see character meals. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> well, we just got Topolinos. They have their uh, when yeah, but again, you're going to have the characters come out, wave, say hello, yeah, that's and it. then leave. Okay, they're not doing. They're not going around the tables. No hugging. No pictures. No, exactly. Well, you can take pictures just from a distance. Yeah. All right, number six again. Why this is on this play? I, I guess I should be happy it made the top ten because a lot of people still haven't experienced this restaurant. The wave comes in at number six with seven percent, tying the Grand Floridian Cafe. And that's only, like I said, the grand, food at the Grand Floridian Cafe is is good. It really is. But the wave is signature dining at one table service credit prices. Okay? It's signature dining. And it's over at the Contemporary. And if you really want just a nice experience, go do breakfast over at the wave before you do the Magic Kingdom. Or if you need a break from the Magic Kingdom, take a nice stroll over for lunch or dinner. It's going to be better than anything you're going to get in the Magic Kingdom, trust me. And it's going to be better than anything you get on the monorail loop, generally speaking. I'm not going to say it's better than Citrico's. I'm not going to say it's better than California Grill. But I'll tell you what. I've had opportunities to eat at Citrico's. The Wave or California Grill on the same night. And more than once I chose The Wave. So I think as more people continue to experience this place, the higher that's going to go. But the fact that next on the list at number five over The Wave <laughs> is Olivia's at Old Key West. That Eight. was the most surprising for me because I would figure <coughs> a lot of people wouldn't have been to Olivia's either. <coughs> Well, Olivia's been around a lot longer, okay? It's been, you know, I think it opened with Old Key West or not too long after. It, and look, Olivia, Olivia's has charm. There's a lot of emotional connection to this restaurant, which I get. I have it too. My first time eating at Olivia's was back in 95, 96. So I, I, I get that. But I'll tell you what, just did a couple meals at Olivia's back in February. Lower your expectations. Lower your expectations. The food isn't that good. It just isn't. And their key lime pie, I've had better. I've made better. Um, so, again, I think it's just emotional. For me, I would imagine emotional connection and more exposure to this. Because if you, sit, if you have a dinner at Old Key West or at Olivia's one night and then go to the Wave the next, there's no way you're coming back and voting like this. Um. But what about, what do you guys think? I mean, I totally agree. I think the wave, in my opinion, is way better than Olivia's. But Olivia's is nice. I mean, it's it's like a nice family little restaurant. It's been there for a long time. You know, people who have gone to Old Key West over and over, kind of, that might be their, like, annual little restaurant to, 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 to reminisce at it, you know, past vacation. So I think Olivia's is good, but it's not, it's nowhere near what I think uh, the wave offers. So it's, it, it is interesting that, that they'd come in ahead of the wave. Paul. I've, uh, I've been to Olivia's, uh, Amy and I had a wonderful lunch there, uh, on one of our last trips. And so I don't have many complaints about it. Um, I'm not sure that it deserves the number five spot. 
I've not eaten at the Wave yet. I'm in that sad club, unfortunately. Um, but really? how am I even friends with overall? You? <laughs> overall, like um, I, I think what Jerry said is correct. It just sort of has a I don't want to say a cult following, but I mean a lot of people just love the diner sort of feel that Olivia's brings to the table, and it just sort of reminds you you of your your local restaurant that you're just comfortable going to. And so I, I see that as where some of these boats are coming in. And it's like, it's a main hub at Old Key West. So like when you go to that main area, it's easy to find. It's right there at the check-in area and the bus pickup area. But, well, there's different bus areas. But but the wave is kind of tucked in at the contemporary. Yeah, the, the it's wave, hard to find. It is. The wave, you know, I, and I get that. But here, you know, what really bothers me is that, you know, yeah, Old Key West is amazing. I think Old Key West is among the best resorts you'll ever experience. I, I think, you know, it's the original DBC resort. The rooms are huge, especially after the last rehab. They are absolutely gorgeous rooms. Gorgeous rooms. There's no reason that restaurant should be mediocre. They have the talent. They have the recipes. They have the ability. There's no reason for this restaurant to be so mediocre. So, all right, number four, Trattoria Al Forno on the boardwalk, 8%. Um, no way does this belong at number four on anything. I'm not saying it's a bad restaurant because it's not. Um, the character breakfast they do, um, which was served family style, not buffet, I believe, um, with Flynn Rider and Rapunzel, uh, Rapunzel and, yeah, and, Little Mermaid. and the Little Mermaid. Um, tremendous. I mean, my God, the character interaction was some of the best I've ever seen. Food was really, really good. Uh, dinner, Italian food, it's okay. It's okay. I've had better. Yeah. I've made better. Um, and honestly, if you want the best Italian food on Disney property, keep walking past Trattoria Al Forno mm. and head over to the <laughs> Swan and go into Il Molino. Now, it's going to cost you more, but you're going to get a meal you're going to talk about yeah. Um, because they're making that pasta fresh and that, that red sauce, my God, it's so good. So Trattoria Al Forno, number four, 8%. Okay, so this is where the wheels completely come off the wagon. <laughs> this is where the wheels completely come off the wagon. I think you people voted this way just to piss me off. Turf Club yeah. at number three. Have you eaten there? Okay, first of all, 9%. 9% of you thought this was a good choice. You must be the same 9% walking around with plaid pants and a striped shirt. Uh, this restaurant, which you can spit and hit 30 better restaurants right across the river over at Disney Springs, this place is horrible. It's not okay. It's awful. The food is awful. I went there the first time and I had a nice meal. I'm like, oh, wow. But we, we weren't doing a review. We were just getting together with some friends. So we went back. And it was so bad when I went back. I said, okay, they're having an off night. I'll wait. I'll come back. I'll do another review. So I didn't do that review. I waited a couple months. 
Went back to do the review. Guess what? The off night was the one I had where the food was good. This was awful. So how this is making number three, when you have Geyser Point, you have the Wave, you have the Grand Floridian Cafe, even Ohana. All of these restaurants that we've just listed, this shouldn't even be on the list. This should be in the 1% club with the ones I'm not talking about that didn't make the, the top 10. <coughs> Does, has anybody had a good experience? They're probably you. So when we did our review, there was like seven of us there. Uh, that was the only time I ever went to Turf Club. And I was the most positive. I think I gave it a seven and I was being generous. And that was because my steak was good. My, I did like my steak. I did enjoy it a lot. But the fact of the matter is the six other people there all reporting just terrible experiences. It was w- awful. Lots of, lots of fours. And, and I felt bad because the service was good. Yeah. The service was good. And I feel terrible for servers that have to put crap like that on a, on a table. I never and and I, I I never take it out on them, right? When I tip, I tip on the service, not the food. And I want to encourage everybody to do that. Tip on the service, not the food. Okay, because you're not tipping the cook, you're tipping the server. Um, see now, two and one, I can get behind. Um, number two, and we got a big jump here from number three, right? So Turf Club gets nine percent. Boma, number two, at 14%. I'm really interested to see what they do with Boma now when they finally do reopen Animal Kingdom Lodge. This is the best buffet on property. This is the best buffet at Walt Disney World, hands down. The amount of food... The eclectic nature of it, you have your comfort items, but you also have some great uh, 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 authentic African dishes and flavors worked in. You have servers who are from these countries in Africa, where a lot of this food is being represented, telling stories. Um. From start to finish, from walking in to walking out, unlike any other experience you're going to have at Walt Disney World, Paul. The um, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, we see creativity in a lot of restaurants across property, but to bring creativity home um, with cuisine in a buffet setting is something that you just never really see. And Boma does this outstandingly. Um, I've been there for breakfast. I've been there for dinner. Um, there is no, there, there's nothing that I, I would fault them with in terms of of uh, what they serve. So I think I think we this nailed the poll here. Absolutely. I mean, I I would have been fine with this at number one, to be honest with you. I'd have been fine with this to be at number one. I think I think actually number one, number two. It, it's like a a festival of flavor. 
like a parade just dancing on your palate. Like either one of those. Oh, look at him getting all poetic. I'm just saying, if you eat either <laughs> one of those restaurants, like your mouth is like, what is this? What that flavor? What is that spice? Like you're I trying to identify, but it's so good. And even for the non-adventurous, right? Because I'm not the most adventurous eater in the world. Sean is even less. Oh, and if people are wondering why Sean hasn't been on shows, um, because he's uh, with with moving to Orlando, the real estate stuff that we're doing, um, that's become full time. That has become so busy and so full time for him that it's just impossible for him to work his schedule out around it. So nothing going on. Just that's where he's that's what he's doing now. Um, but Sean is even less of an adventurous eater than I am. And he loved Sanaa. He loved Sanaa. Um, and Sanaa came in number one just by one percentage point. At 15%. And I just want to say, you know, um, Boma, Sanaa, the Mara, Jiko, depending on the night you go, because that's gotten a little dicey. Food and beverage, said this many times, I stand by it, still the case. Food and beverage at Animal Kingdom Lodge, the best you're going to find at Disney World, among the best you're going to find in the city of Orlando. And I'm throwing Restaurant Row and Dr. Phillips in there. I'm throwing some of these great locations in downtown in there. Amazing, amazing stuff going on. They take things that might be scary to people who aren't adventurous and make them approachable. And then when you step out of your comfort zone and you try them and you realize you like them, that's why I think these restaurants, these two restaurants in particular, are so good. I remember when nobody knew Sanaa existed because it was over. It's over Kadani Village. It's not in the main house. You gotta you gotta put a little more effort in to get over there. But look at it at number one on yeah. this among DVC members, which is why when we do polls on, you know, what do you prefer, Animal Kingdom Lodge or or Polly, and Polly wins. I'm like, really? Um, I love the poly, don't get me wrong, but when you talk about when you talk about the food in particular, the options and the quality, Animal Kingdom Lodge just wins. It Next just level. wins. So Sanaa over Kadani Village comes in at number one. Uh, the ones that didn't make the top ten, um, ESPN Club, Chef Mickey's, Big River Grill, uh, 1900 Park Fair, Beaches and Cream, Whispering Canyon, Kona Cafe, um, I'm going to tell you why Kona Cafe deserves a spot on this list uh, over uh, Ohana. Um, I realize that they went through the dark time. Uh, the last three meals I've had there were superb. So if you were turned off to Kona, I strongly recommend going back. Um, uh, Whispering Canyon also had an amazing meal there. Whispering Canyon does deserve a place on this list. I realize that you know, if you're trying to relax, it's probably not the perfect True. restaurant for you. Yeah, that's why. But, um, you know, those, you know, Kona Cafe came in at 4%, so it just missed uh, the list. Um, Whispering Canyon at 3%, uh, Beaches and Cream at 3%, but 1900 Park Fair, Big River Grill, Chef Mickey's, and ESPN Club all came in at 1%. I'll also throw some love toward Big River Grill. Last few meals I've had there, really out of this world. As a matter of fact, I think one of the best reviews I've given a, uh, a place for lunch was Big River Grill last year or the year before. So 
So there you have it, folks. Those are the, according to you, uh, the 10 best casual dining restaurants at the DVC resorts at Walt Disney World. And that is going to do it for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. I had a good time doing this. Um, We'll see you again next week with another edition of the DVC show. Have a great week.